It is time again for our weekly segment, which is focused on the Institute of Agriculture and Natural Resources at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Our guest today joining us in the studio is Vice President and Vice Chancellor Mike Bame. Good morning to you, Mike. Hey, good morning, Bryce. Well, earlier this month, the Nebraska Board of Regents voted to approve the ground lease for the USDA Agricultural Research Service National Center for Resilience and Regenerative Precision Agriculture. You don't want to say that too many times uh, very fast. (laughs) This approval paves the way, though, for the next step of the project. Tell us a bit more about what this means for Nebraska. Yeah, that's a tongue twister. Um, Don't say that fast uh, three times. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, now to cut right to the chase, Bryce, um, approval of the ground lease is a big deal. It paves the way for for several things to happen. Um, First, it paves the way for the USDA and their partners. They work with the Army Corps of Engineers on their projects to release the RFP. That's the request for proposals to actually bid out the first phase of the project. So that's pretty cool. Second, it um, allows the Nick Development Corporation, which is the body that oversees the innovation campus here, to um, start moving towards uh, getting the ground ready and getting the infrastructure that's uh, needed um, to be in place, get that all squared away. So pretty absolutely exciting Um, on a higher level. This just really keeps the momentum going on a really, really, really important partnership that we have in the Institute of Agriculture and Natural Resources, and that's with our USDA um, partners in the Agriculture Research Service uh, Division, if you will, of the USDA. It's been in place for about 120 years. We've got um, faculty um, out at US Mark, which is another USDA platform. We've got staff out there, an incredible team. In fact, that facility was created in like 1969. Mm-hmm. Um, they moved cows from Fort Robinson that the university owned down to Clay Center when that. Uh, a former military depot was transitioned. And here in Lincoln, we've had USDA scientists on the East Campus going back um, all the way to the late 1890s. And uh, they're just an incredible part partners with us, and uh, it's exciting. So pretty cool. Um, I'd say the last thing about this project is that while we've had USDA scientists here in Lincoln, um, truth be told, we haven't had a standalone USDA Agriculture Research Services platform or building. So this is a big deal, and, and the idea has been around for over a decade, um, almost two decades, and it's pretty cool to see this uh, project finally take shape. To that point of the idea has been there for over a decade at this point, Mike, I want to learn a little bit of the inside baseball and how, I don't want to say challenging, but how this has all come together to get this funding to Lincoln, Nebraska for this center in particular. What's that look like behind the scenes? Yeah, great, great question. It's, it, takes, it takes an army of people working together over decades. You know, you have to go all the way back, and from what I've been able to glean, all the way back to Ben Nelson, and um, back in the day when there were quote-unquote earmarks and um, when the idea of the innovation campus was hatched when this was still the the fairgrounds and I'm looking outside right at, at what used to be the fairgrounds the reality is that there was always this desire to have an anchor partner with the USDA Ag Research Service here so the project actually did get started and and um, there were federal funds that were appropriated for planning um, and then the, I think we had financial downturn and that money went somewhere else and the planning never took place 
And then flash forward, you have to go almost 10 years when then Congressman Jeff Fortenberry was in office and was the ranking member. So that's the, um, the, the second in command, if you will, of the, the House Appropriations Subcommittee on Agriculture. Um, this became, this became, uh, this idea came out again. And behind the scenes, down in the USDA, it's really pretty interesting. The USDA Ag Research Service has 95 locations across the country. Two-thirds of those locations are actually um, located on land-grant universities like the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. One-third of them are kind of like standalone, like Clay Center. So the agency itself maintains a list of what their science needs are, where their locations are, so forth and so on. So a couple of things happened in 2020 that really, both on the USDA, on the agency side, and then with, uh, within Congress, this started to align. And of course, once it started to align, that's when the university got involved. And we began having really serious conversations about what could be. Um, we shared our hiring plan with the USDA so that they could see what we were doing. They shared their ideas, and we really came up with a, a joint hiring plan, if you will, that's not legally binding in any way, but complementary. I think doing what Nebraskans do amazingly well, and that's you know, common sense approach to things. So that's that's how this happened. And then, um, of course, without our congressional delegation and a huge shout out to Senator Fisher and to Congressman Flood, um, both of them in the House and the Senate uh, picked this up. They understand the importance of the number one industry in Nebraska, agriculture. They understand the importance of um, precision agriculture for the country. And, you know, it's hard to believe that this will be the first and the only national center of excellence related to precision agriculture in the USDA's portfolio. And they could have chosen anywhere. They chose Lincoln, Nebraska, and the Innovation Campus and the partnership with the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. So none of it will happen. Um, we're in phase one now, which is exciting, but none of it happens without financial resources. And that's where our congressional delegation and the leadership of Senator Fisher um, Congressman Flood and the support of the entire Nebraska congressional delegation, our commodity boards, our chambers of commerce, our university board of regents, president, chancellor, everybody. It really is taking a village. Yeah, I'll get back on the project in a second, Mike, I promise. But it, it fascinates me going back to uh, as far back as you went, about 20 years or so, that somebody has to carry the flag for this project moving forward through numerous changes in Washington, D.C., but then also here at the university, you yourself coming here uh, and seeing the plans and being able to carry that out. Back on the project, though, as I've referenced, the National Center, as the name, as the name implies, looking at a national hub for research it's uh, aiming to feed the growing population more sustainably. Tell us a little about some of the specifics of what this is going to look like. Yeah, so two phases of the project, and uh, the way this works is, and we're really appreciative of the USDA for taking this big project, which uh, will cost uh, just the construction costs about 140 million is the estimate. That's one four zero million. It's a big number. They um, they uh, phased the project into two phases. The first is if you've been out to the Innovation Campus or you've been to the Devaney Center to watch our amazing volleyball team at night or a football team, you see the purple greenhouses at the Innovation Campus. Um, that's about 35,000 square foot of greenhouses and the building connected is called a headhouse. 
first phase for the USDA National Center project is to actually build a similar sized facility, a little smaller, connected to our facility. So that will double the ability of, of, of our colleagues, I guess. It adds capacity for our USDA colleagues to sit right side by us, partner with us, and really increase the research that goes on in the Greenhouse Innovation Center. So that's phase one. Uh, right now, uh, they have done all the planning for phase one. They've got the bulk of the construction dollars. There's still some some uh, some watching of the congressional appropriations process that's taking place. So that's phase one. Uh, phase two is a building about the size of the Scarlet Hotel. Uh, that's a that's a hundred and twenty thousand square foot building for the folks who know that kind of stuff, and it will then be connected to their greenhouses. And that building, um, Congress is uh, still working on uh, chunking out appropriations. So, for example, um, there's about $25 million in the Senate Appropriations Bill, $3 million in the House Appropriations Bill. That all has to be sorted out by uh, Congress. But um, you know, that's going to have to continue. Um, probably I'm making this guess through 2028. So we're probably still you know, a good five years away from having the funds appropriated, assuming everything goes right, for the big building. And then it will take a couple of years to build. So phased project, uh, phase one, the greenhouses, phase two, the lab office building, um, that's what's in the works. And it'll, uh, it'll really enhance this campus and bring this campus full circle, right? It's about food, fuel, feed, fiber for a growing world, how we produce that smartly, sustainably, taking care of our water, our land, which we do amazingly well in Nebraska, and with an eye on increasing the pipeline of technologies and digital solutions that uh, really enhance the bottom line or the profitability for our producers, but also American producers that feed a growing world. Also part of this project, Mike, I see you and L working on an ag tech incubator and accelerator. What's that about? Yeah, so um, LB703, that was carried by then Senator Matt Williams that was passed by the Unicameral, um, that is a really big deal for us. That's a university project. So everything we've talked about is a USDA project so far, but um, connected then to this this lab building that the USDA National Center will have is an 80,000 square foot building. If you've been to the Luminarium up in uh, Omaha, it's, if, if not, it's a cool science exploration center. Um, it's about the size of the building that sits. It's called the Rise Building right behind the the, uh, the Scarlet Hotel. But uh, that building is, just think about the combine. Think of things like the grain weevil. Think about marble technologies, uh, marble technologies. Think about uh, sentinel fertigation. Uh, some of these uh, um, quantified ag, their ear tags, um, virtual fencing for cattle on the range. Those are the kinds of uh, in, uh, innovation uh, innovations that have uh, found their their beginning here at the innovation campus, and uh, this will take the combine and really put it on steroids. The whole idea there is to accelerate the the time of idea generation to actual deployment in commercial scale for big and small producers around the globe. So that's a state-funded facility. We've got $25 million um, that is authorized. The trick there is that has to be matched with $25 million of, of 
private funds. And so needless to say, definitely working hard on that one. Well, Mike, before I let you go, we're uh, already into the month of December somehow. Students on campus undergoing their finals this week, as I understand it. Let's get an update of some of the things happening on campus as we uh, round out this semester. Yeah, lots of great things going on campus. Um, It's definitely the holiday season, and um, you see students uh, scurrying around, uh, studying uh, Dinsdale Family Learning Commons. The, The lights are on, especially in the evening, so that's cool to see. Um, we've got uh, graduation, of course, next Saturday, undergrad, um, graduate students graduate on, on the 15th. So very excited about, about that. Um, we've got some construction going on, the long-awaited um, Meadows or Legacy Plaza project that connects Dinsdale Family Learning Commons with the Dairy Store, with the, with the East Campus Union. Uh, some of my colleagues uh, They've de- described it as maybe the Lorax the, the, from Dr. Seuss visited the East Campus. Um, uh, uh, everybody's shocked when trees go away, but we had some ash trees that were on their way out and some scrub pine and stuff like that. So, But if you go over there now, there's a big red fence. So I'm just warning you, if you're trying to get to buildings quickly, park in a smart location that doesn't take you across that green space because it's under construction. It's exciting to see. Um, really, this is all about hardscape pathways. Really excited for the dairy store. There'll be an outdoor seating area. Those those big funky pillars outside of Philly Hall are gone. I've been waiting seven years to say that. <laughs> so yeah, the, you know it's it's a it's a magical place and no question about it. So that that's the kind of stuff that's going on. I think outside of that, we're just thinking a lot about um, our, our st- strategy going forward. We've got a, an update to the IENR strategic plan that we'll talk more about um, at the Ag Builders of Nebraska meeting on January 10th, and we'll kind of pull that into its final form by the end of January, beginning of February. So I'm sure we'll talk about that here on this show. But happy holidays to everyone. Merry Christmas. Please be careful. Um, happy Hanukkah. Uh, Be careful out there, and uh, thanks for everybody's support and the support of the Rural Radio Network and, of course, KRVN. Back on the construction real quick, then I'll let you go, Mike. I've had a few listeners notice that the statues of each of the secretaries of agriculture, which were really neat to see several years ago, those were unveiled, but they disappeared. Will those be back after construction? Yes is the answer. They walked off. um, (laughs) That's Just that day, Bryce, you know, we have great partnerships with uh, our facilities team, but Sometimes the right hand and left hand, I know this is hard to believe in a big organization, don't always communicate effectively. So one day I went out there and I noticed a big flatbed truck and um, heard all kinds of jackhammers. And the team was uh, freeing our secretaries of ag from their concrete base and and putting them on this uh, flatbed. And so you went over you went over there and, of course, you got Cliff Harden sitting in his chair. So he was like at the head. You got... You've got Mike Johans, who's like got his finger pointing up in the air, but he's laying on his back pointing up to the sun, right? You've got Clayton Yider, and and of course you've got Jay Sterling Morton there holding a sapling. So they were all there. It was just like fascinating. But um, we had to get the note out because people were worried that they were vandalized. People were worried that somebody stole them. I don't know if they really appreciate what that really meant. But yeah, so they're coming back is the answer. They're really cool. They um, express our history, and uh, yeah, absolutely. 
Okay. Well, thanks for the update, Mike. A variety of things. We do appreciate that. I want to remind our listeners, if you'd like to keep up with all the exciting things happening within the Institute of Agriculture and Natural Resources, go ahead and visit their website. It's iar.unl.edu. On the Rural Radio Network, I'm Bryce Duskett reporting.